up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on into the Cougar Tracks podcast. I'm your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, for KSLSports.com. It's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode of the week. The edition with BYU football captain and star defensive end, Tyler Batty. Every single week throughout the football season, I catch up with Tyler. And uh, coming off the, the bye week, and we talked about the bye week a little bit last week, you were expecting to, to welcome back your brother-in-law. How was that experience back from his mission? Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, actually. So, yeah, Friday night. Um, we went up to the airport and uh, welcomed him home, and that's always a that's always a super special experience um, for everyone. You know, after after two long years, especially for, for sure. you know his parents and siblings, uh, you know it was it was a special moment. That's awesome. Did you go camping at all? I know you brought uh, up that idea. We did not go camping. Plans kind of changed. It was a it was a busy weekend, yeah. so uh, plans changed. We ended up doing a fire, and we did some. Uh, Cook some Dutch oven cobbler, some Ooh. apple cobbler. Are you are so, you a cook? I am. I am. We, we've so. gone over this before. I remember this now. But what's is that Dutch oven? Is that some of your specialties? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just I, you know, growing up at least you know my family. Mm-hmm. Anytime we'd go camping, it was always my mom was always you know cooking Dutch oven. You know the shake and bake chicken, <laughs> yeah. potatoes and bacon, hobo dinner. Yeah, uh, we did. We would do the hobo dinner. We do the yeah. tinfoil dinners yes. as well. Um, but normally. Normally, if we we're doing Dutch oven, we save the we save the tinfoil dinners for another night. So. Well, we'll see what you got cooking up uh, this week as the Cougars get ready to take on TCU. It's good to know that uh, uh, enjoyed the got some cooking off the field done too uh, <laughs> on the bye week. But all in all, good good bye week then for you. It was a great bye week. Yeah, we got some good practice in, and then uh, we got some good um, you know some good relaxed time to kind of freshen up the bodies. Guys were able to go home and and say hi to their families, which is you know awesome to be able to do mid-season you know uh, it's a long season so yeah it was a really good week you bring up the the bodies how are you feeling health-wise coming out of the bye great yeah yeah feeling great can't complain it's you know bumps and bruises per sure. usual but uh but nothing nothing crazy now it's back to a usual week it feels like you know these buys whenever they do happen it feels like it creates a situation where you haven't played in like a month it, it feels like <laughs> it at least does. i don't know from from your perspective i don't know if it feels like it's gone quicker but how has practice been this week in preparation for TCU? Really good. Um, I think. I think honestly, we've had some of our best practices of the season. To be honest, I mm. think um, you know Monday. Monday was a good day. Uh, yesterday was also a great day. We were, in, we were in full pads yesterday. Yesterday was a great day, um, and then today again in shells was also uh, a great day of of work. Uh, guys, you know, at least defensively, um, we're flying around, uh, making plays. Um, communicating well, uh, you know. Offensively, we did have some crossover with the with the offense, and the offense was the offense was playing well as as well. So it's uh, yeah, it was really this week's been a really good week of practice. BYU and TCU on Saturday, one thirty kick. It's it's a day game, Tyler, and there was it's been making the rounds <laughs> on on social media and uh, even on popular message board Reddit. You guys are the vampire team now. It's you're being dubbed because you guys have so much success at night. Even my yeah. producer Nate Slack on Cougar Sports Saturday and extended pregame, he's even, he's been tracking this since 2019. The whole 6 p.m. day game thing. <laughs> I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this based based on your previous answers about <laughs> uniforms. But are we overblowing this? 
this whole day and night thing? Probably, you know, probably, okay. probably. I think so. Um, You're probably right. I think, I think most of our, I mean, I think there's been other conditions that have made some of our day games hard. We've played a lot of away day games, mm-hmm. middle of the day, you think 21, um, Baylor, you think last year, you know, maybe Oregon, Oregon was what time, you know, it was one thirty, one thirty kick. Yeah. Um, again, another away game. And so there's, I would say there's, there's different factors. I think the teams that we've played, um, away in the middle of the day are really good at home. You look, yeah. I think you look at Kansas, you know, if you want, you know, you want to throw that in there as well, you know, they're, they're a really good team. Um, and they're really good at home. I, I don't think, I think some people forget that home field advantage. I, I really true. think they do. I think, I think we take advantage of it. Uh, when we're at home, I know we do. Um, you know, I think, I think you look back to like 21 when we played ASU and Utah back to back games. Yep. That's the loudest I've ever, that's the loudest I've ever heard our stadium. It was, it was insane. That I think that ASU game was nuts, right? Back to starts. The false starts. There were like four of them in a row. And anyways, so uh, yeah, I think I think uh, there's definitely other factors when we've played day games that have you know maybe factored into to how we've played. That is a good point. And the home field it has shown itself too in the Big Twelve Conference last week. Oklahoma State took down K State, the defending champ, and everyone was saying Oklahoma State's left for dead, and then. They went at home first. Yeah. First Friday night game since 1956. So, you know, home playing on the road is it's tough to do and, and to get wins, and that's the task in front of you guys this week. Yeah. With that being said, I also I, I love road games. Yep. I I do. Um. You know, for the most part, I would say sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know if we're traveling back to the East Coast and we're going out there and we're two day we're there two days before and. Yeah. You know, again, there's there's a reason road games, you know, can be difficult at times. Um, I personally, I, I do love road games. I think it's fun um, in a lot of aspects. You get to travel with your guys, right? You're with your teammates. Um, you know, you get to go see a new a new stadium, a new city, perhaps, uh, and and just the environment playing in another stadium, the environment there, and just kind of checking things out. Um, and then and then of course, I think I enjoy the challenge of. Sure. Of playing away and in, in someone else's stadium, and you know, I, I I find it I find it really fun. I hope too this week that with it being a, a bigger city, you know, some of these Big Twelve towns are a little bit smaller, so it can cause some <laughs> logistical hurdles. Oh yeah. Uh, I hope that your guys' hotel is close to the stadium. That's been a kind of a thing too. I remember at Lawrence in Kansas, you guys were in Overland Park, uh, kind of in the distance, and then Waco, you guys were way far out from yeah. from Baylor. Yeah. So I hope that hope this week you guys are relatively close. You don't have to disclose the location. So <laughs> so TCU fans are are hitting up the 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 late night. Room I will calls. I will say this. I will say this. Um, we have had I think there's two times I can remember where people have pulled the fire alarm on us. Really? Um, yeah. So I think last year when we were, was it the, I think it may have been the Liberty game. We're, oh, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. We're, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, geez. we were, we were out there and it was, this one was late. This one was late. Like everyone was already in bed. It was probably 11 o'clock midnight and someone, and someone pulled the fire alarm. Wow. And then actually um, versus Kansas as well. Uh, this year, really, yeah, and that oh, was that oh, was man. a bit earlier. We weren't in bed yet. That was probably like eight thirty. Okay, someone good. someone pulled the fire alarm as well. That Liberty one had to have been brutal. Yeah, that was everyone, and it, and it makes sense because they were 
gunning for that game. Like, they, that yeah. was their Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I and you know, I I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is someone pulled the fire alarm that night, and everyone comes out maybe. into the hallway. Like everyone's like looking at each other. Are we like? Are we actually going to go down, or is it one of those times where you just go back in your room and you go back to sleep? Um, and that's what we all did. We all just went back in our rooms, okay. and sure enough, it it shut off. We didn't we didn't file out. You kind of you kind of know, you know. It's like one of those things. It's like, all right, what are the odds of the hotel actually burning down right now? Pretty low. So yeah. I think I think it's a safe bet. Someone was just pulling a prank. I do remember one time in the from the media perspective, there was a fire alarm that went off when Kalani was holding a press conference. And all of us knew already that it was just a faulty. It was in the stadium, and it yeah. was just having issues throughout the the post game. Kalani didn't know, so he was worried. He's like, "Why are you guys just all sitting here? Like, are we safe?" <laughs> and then Brett Pine comes up and says, "We're good. We just we're getting it taken care of." And he's like, "Well, it's it's kind of hard to to talk, you know, with with." Spiral. <laughs> no, that, that's good. That's, good impression. That, good impression. <laughs> I, I've been working on it. I, one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it on Kalani and go. Yeah, like you know, I want. I just want to love and learn and a good <laughs> good football team. You know, like we just, we got to get better. You know, in so many ways. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm that's, I'm struggling right now. No, I got I got to master it that's to good. get ready. That's it's good. it's a form of flattery. You it's know, Kalani Kalani's yeah. a great guy. There's yeah. a, I, and I think a part of it too for me. I hear these coaches so much, so I interview, I hear the comments, and then like I transcribe it, so I'm listening to it in my ears. It's like I'm just listening over, over and over. It's kind of like if I was ever a comedian, I'd be like that Joey Molinaro guy where it's uh-huh. observational humor. <laughs> that would be my niche because yeah. I just observe weird things. Oh, totally. And then try to incorporate for humor, I guess. No, that's that's <laughs> good. I think you got to change the tone just a little bit. I think that's Ramp where it you're up. off. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Either, I don't know if it's. I think it's just a little bit <laughs> off. The the you know I think the presentation, the enunciation. I think that's good. Uh, I'm working on it. Yeah, no, it's it's getting there. I don't think I would say it in front of Timberly and the kids, uh, but uh, uh, but hey, Kalani had a birthday this week did the team do anything for Kalani uh said happy birthday okay yeah we we is it allowed in the NCAA to give you guys to give your coach a gift or something I honestly I don't know I don't know that's a that's a (laughs) good question that's a good question I don't know I don't know but uh everyone just yeah everyone said happy birthday we went over in team meeting and so yeah he did he did celebrate a birthday this week what does Kalani mean to this program you think a ton um I man I think that's hard to describe, like that that's alone. That's a loaded question. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I would, I would say, I would say he's the like the heart and soul, if you will, um, of just like the the culture, the program. Um, yeah, I think he's just to me personally, and to a lot of guys um, that have been on the team uh, previously, he's been he's been a great mentor. Um, to a lot of guys, just individually, a great example. Um, aside from being a great coach, right? Um, and and that's something, right? He's really big on is is football's great, but you know, there's there's other things, you know, outside of football. Um, and that I, I think that helps keep things in perspective. Um, and I also think it, it allows us to play better, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I just don't know how many coaches you have tell you to count your blessings before a game. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. their that's their that's their pregame speeches is, is hey, think about the sacrifices of your parents, your family members, your other coaches, whoever, your teammates 
Think about the sacrifices that have been made to get you here. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know of another coach yeah. giving that speech to his players pregame. No. Um, and, uh, and so I think it's just really cool. Um, and, and again, the, our, our, I think our team unity can be attributed um, to him, the way he coaches, and again, and the culture he, he has established and, and you know, the, the players uphold is just taking care of each other. And um, even, even though it may seem like a distraction, like why is he, you know, worrying about things outside of football? We should focus on football. It's like, well, actually – those those when you're living right you're living right when you're when you're living right in all aspects of your life it's only going to help your performance with your teammates and as a team so why wouldn't you you know include those things so i know it's a long-winded no, answer but stuff. but uh but i but i love kalani and um and he means a lot to me personally and a lot to the team so i remember he was you know you were a part of his second recruiting class so early in the kalani tenure he's he's been he was very high on you coming out of Payson High School, and uh, and it's you know it's worked out. I mean, since you've been here at BYU on the field since 2020, uh, 33 wins in that time. Kalani's got total 60 wins as a head coach at BYU. So you've been part of more than half of Kalani's wins as he got win 60 against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Now he's looking for win 61 against TCU coming up this Saturday. TCU's got a good ground attack, Tyler. Uh, Amani Bailey, running back, he's fourth nationally in rushing yards, 690 yards. Uh, What's it going to take to to contain Bailey? Uh, good tackling. Yeah. yeah, we've we've watched a lot of film on him. We've we've talked a, a lot about him. Um, he's a really really good running back. Uh, good speed, good vision. Um, he runs hard, and so uh, he's. He's a really he's a really good back, and so what it's going to come down to is everyone playing gap sound, and and uh, when it's your turn to to take him down, you know, guys just have to tackle well, um, wrap him up right, and you know, gang tackle and and bring him down. TCU is also going through some change. Expected at quarterback, Chandler Morris expected to be expected to be out with an MCL injury. Uh, Josh Hoover expected to be in. He got some time against Iowa State. How, how has that maybe changed the the preparation going into this week, knowing that they're going to have a different quarterback? Yeah, um, a little bit, right? Uh, they, uh, you know, I think each team has an identity, right? What they're what they're going to do on offense. Um, Chandler Morris is he's he's a he's a little bit more of a runner. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more mobile, and um, and so and so that was you know that was something that we were prepping for is to be able to you know also contain him. Um, as well, and so I think this this uh, this changing quarterback, um, their their backup, he he throws it really well. He can he can throw the ball really well. Um, still still mobile, right? I, I wouldn't say he's you know quite as uh, as mobile as as Chandler is, but um, uh, they're still a right. They're still a really good offense, and and I we fully expect him, you know, especially with what we saw uh, in the Iowa State game, is he can handle the offense. Uh, he's He's very confident in it. Clearly, clearly knows how to to run the offense, and so um, he's he's also very capable. So it's uh yeah, it's honestly hasn't changed too much um, of our preparation for them. Um, but of course, it's it's something to note. They got a pretty good offensive line too, so there'll be some good battles there in the trenches for you guys. But this is a TCU team that's reeling a little bit, three and three, which maybe some were not expecting. Some being the media. Uh, as they were coming off a, you know, a national championship game appearance, has that made you guys 
I don't know, take your guard down? Or are you guys still like, hey, this team's more no, than enough capable? No, they're they're super capable, and so that's that's what you know. That's what people tend to forget. <clears throat> you look at you look at records, and you're like, oh, well, they're three and three. Okay, the three games they lost, they lost by a combined. 20, 30 points maybe, you know what I mean? It's really, those games have been a lot closer than people realize, you know, and it's, I think it's, I think it's super interesting. I even, I even look back on our wins, right, in past seasons since I've been here, and I'm like, holy crap, that game was that close. We won that game by three points, or we won that game by one point, or we won that game by a (laughs) touchdown, and it's just like, at the end of the day, a win's a win, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a dogfight to get it, right? And so I think people tend to forget that when they look at records. 19 points total uh, for TCU's three losses. Two of them yeah. were by three points each. West Virginia's undefeated in the Big 12 right now, and Colorado with Coach Prime kind of came out of the gate swinging and right. kind of caught everyone off guard because no one knew what to truly expect from that Colorado team. So, yes, they, they've got a uh, an up-tempo offense. They bring in Kendall Browns as the offensive coordinator, so – they're going to bring tempo. Do you, feel, you guys feel ready for that? Because they like to get a lot of plays off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we are. You know, that's definitely something we've prepared for <clears throat> this week in practice, knowing that. Um, and I think our defense has handled it well. BYU, TCU, 130 kick. Again, extended pregame going to take place at 11 a.m. here on KSL News Radio. I'll be coming to you from Fort Worth to get you ready for the Cougars and the Horned Frogs. There's a little bit of history Tyler, between BYU and TC from their days in the Mountain West Conference, I was talking with uh, BYU quarterback Cade Finnegan, your teammate, uh, a little bit earlier this week, uh, and he's a Dallas native, and he remembers going to a few of those BYU-TCU games as a young kid. Do you remember as a as a kid growing up any of those BYU-TCU games back in the day? No. Honestly, no, I not don't. any of them? Hey, I, I hear, I hear stories. I hear stories, you know, from our coaches. But K-pop uh, hasn't told you anything about I mean, those days? that's what I'm saying. I've heard I've heard a ton from them. I've heard a ton from them. But uh, for me growing up, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't remember any of those. That, that was a good series back in the day. And I, I appreciate the honesty because I think sometimes the media will we'll, – you know, we're, we're, we're looking at storyline, but it's like that has no impact. <laughs> like, I, look, I love the history as much as anyone, but I got to remind myself what happened in 2008 has yeah, no bearing yeah. on what's going to happen between the lines on was, a Big 12 game on nice, Saturday. I was a nice, ripe uh, nine years old in yeah. 2008. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was a little bit, little bit ago. But one thing I will say that's similar between BYU and TCU is that there's a lot of similarities in the sense that uh, – career or program arcs where they've always been maybe viewed as an underdog. At least that's my perspective. And they've reached high, high levels of college football despite being viewed as an underdog. So there's, there's kind of some synergy between the two programs, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I think that's definitely something we, uh, we share, right? They're uh, clearly they're, they're a great team. Uh, they were probably viewed as underdogs all yeah. last year. Right. And then they make it to the national championship game. And so, um, yeah, I think BYU, again, we're viewed as underdogs most of the time as well, and so I, I think that's something we definitely share. Did you get any chance to to watch any Big 12 football games last weekend? Did you take the chance to kind of gl- glance around the league? Because I know the last few weeks I haven't. It's, it's been kind of fun to see it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been, it's been super fun, again, being in a conference because you're like, oh, wait, yeah, those we're actually going to play those guys. You know, we're just like, <laughs> what's happening in the conference, right? Who's playing who? Um, so, yeah, I, I try to pretty much watch as much as I can. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun to watch Red River and think, you know, that that's those are teams you guys are going to face coming up 
a little bit later this month. A bunch of Texas teams this month here in October for BYU, and it all starts with TCU. Well, Tyler, we'll cut this one a little bit short this week as it was coming off a bye. We'll get back to it next week. BYU and TCU should be a good one in DFW. Best of luck, Tyler. Stay healthy, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Mitch. All right, that's Tyler Batty here on the Cougar Tracks podcast every single week. Follow Tyler on Instagram, Tyler underscore Batty, and we will be back next week here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. It's always powered by KSL Sports.